right, welcome, welcome, welcome to today's uh, I Love Real Estate success story. Now I've got an amazing guy on here. He is one of a couple and um, it's always fascinating. I gotta say, I'm always fascinated by the stories and also by how students have actually taken Dimmler's information and training and used it in their own way to create some phenomenal results, some phenomenal results. So what I want to do is let's just get started straight away and let's just introduce Gary now. Welcome him. If you can give him a bit of a welcome, that'd be good. Type in, let us know. Uh, and let's, uh, let's get this interview underway. Gary, how are you doing? Good, thank you. How are you? Doing very well, man. Doing very well. I'm I'm very excited to uh, have a little bit of a bit of a time for you to to share a little bit about what you've done because you've done some quite amazing things in 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 very much a short period of time. Yeah, thanks for having me on board. Appreciate sort of telling our story and what we've achieved. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's going to be uh, it's obviously going to share a bit more inspiration and uh, and, and insight as well. So. Um, Awesome. So look, let's get let's get it kind of um, kicked off from the start. So did you want to give us a little bit of idea about um, what where were you coming from before you came to I Love Real Estate? It's always an interesting like to find out what was your what was your situation and uh, and where were you coming from before you joined? Uh, so we sort of had minimal um, property experience or knowledge. We um, <clears throat> We, when we were younger, Camilla and I had sort of met and decided we would, rather than spend our, um, our funds on uh, cars and holidays and stuff like that, when we were younger, we thought we'd buy a property and just pay it off um, to build towards our future while we were dating and thought we'd put some of our funds away and then we could spend and um, use the rest to live on and for living expenses and stuff like that. So sort of did that for quite a period. Um, and then we sort of decided to restructure our lives slightly and, and then sold it. But we actually made quite a loss on that property. We ended up losing $30,000. Um, but at the time we had no property knowledge or experience. It was just, it was close to my family's holiday house. And we just thought this is a nice area, we'll buy a block of land here. And we held it for a period. And when we sold it, we actually lost quite a bit of money. So $30,000 these days isn't a lot of money to a lot of people or it isn't a lot of money to us. But back then that was more money than what we've ever had. So we'd lost pretty much, we'd spent money on this property for years and lost everything we'd pretty much put into it. So it, it sold for pretty much what we still owed on, on the site. So you've kind of literally kind of before you've even joined, you've come in from that point of view of being a little bit hesitant about what's going on property wise, because you've already made a mistake and already made a loss. Yeah. So pretty much at the time, Camilla, which is my wife at the time said, well, which was much, she's my wife now. She was my girlfriend then said, we're never going to put money into a property like this again, which I understand where she was coming from. Um, so yeah, sort of from then we, we kept sort of, going through our lives and we started spending a lot of money on belongings and toys and cars and boats and um we even went out and bought a malibu wake setter which is a flash wakeboard boat um costs a lot of money um so you, you you've done that whole flip then you've gone from the like initially yeah you were like oh, i'm gonna you know i'm not gonna spend it on cars not gonna do that let's put it into property that's a good investment and then when you lost money on the property you've gone oh well let's just go and have fun is that right. kind of okay yeah yeah that's probably a good way of saying it it wasn't it wasn't set up like that but that's sort of how it would have went down i suppose if you saw it that way so i pretty much changed to just having let's have the lifestyle that we want mm -hmm. so we ended up buying buying a house and um setting up how we wanted and we went on lots of holidays and cars and property and boats and stuff like that. So yeah, that's sort of where we were at before we met Dimno and we started um, talking about wanting to have kids. And then that's when I decided sort of need to change our ways and what I needed to do to try and achieve uh, our goals. So I, when I was younger, I grew up in an estate, but then towards later in life at school, um, my prop parents bought a property and I grew up riding motorbikes and buggies and stuff like that. 
and they did that to keep us out of town, um, like the middle of town, to try and keep us away from hanging around at shopping centres and getting into drugs and doing all that sort of stuff. So they, mm -hmm. their idea was if they give us another outlet and a property and motorbikes and buggies and stuff like that, it was somewhere our friends could come and we could play outside and um, it was a great place to grow up. So I wanted that for my kids. So I wanted to purchase a property, build our dream home and have a place to raise our children, which we didn't have at the time. Mm. So it was kind of like, um, it was the the whole idea of when the family comes around from the kids side of things that suddenly you had to reorientate and reassess. Yeah. yeah. So it was, yeah. it was at the time back then it was, sort of parties, wakeboarding every second weekend, holiday house, um, and, and spending money on cars and toys and stuff like that, where sort of knew I wanted to have kids work to set up our life a little bit different. So it was sort of the first step in uh, being a bit more responsible and setting up a an environment for our kids to come into. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so you obviously came across Dimpna and, uh, and what happened there? Were you like as enthused and, and was Camilla also enthused? How, how did, what happened there when you first started? So, um, at the time, my family had invested in property before, mostly in negative gearing. Um, my father owned quite a few properties um, that were sort of ticking along. They hurt him a lot to hold because they were negative geared, but he had quite a few. My grandfather had done quite a bit in, in property as well. Um, so I knew that was a good avenue to go down. So I decided um, I would start looking at doing some sort of training. My boss at the time had, was doing new builds and making a small amount of money. And I thought if I can replicate that on a larger scale, we could start making a bit more serious sort of sums of money. Um, so yeah, I started looking for seminars or training events that I could go to and came across Dipna one evening. So um, I ended up signing up and told my wife, we sort of decided I'm going to go and do this seminar. And she sort of had a look at it and wasn't very enthused at all and said, it looks like a scam. What are you wasting your time on this for? And I understand because at the time it didn't fit into our life. At the time we were partying, wakeboarding, holiday house, um, and, and those that sort of lifestyle where investing or going down this avenue does not fit into that that life at all. Sort of like, why are you looking at this? Like, that doesn't make sense. Mm, mm, totally, totally. So, uh, so what happened when you when you came along? Did you now? Did you did you guys come along together when you? No, 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 no. Camilla was not interested. She wasn't coming. So I <laughs> came along by myself and thought, oh, I'll see see what it's like. So I come along. Um, from the moment I was there, like I just clicked with Dimpner. I liked how she was very grounded, natural. Um, I liked that she wasn't like a typical stiff car salesman saying, well, wait, there's more. Like just, I liked that she said things that weren't 100% politically correct all the time. And she was very down to earth or approachable. Um, so I, I liked that. I really clicked with her straight away. So because I sort of clicked with her, it made me level with her or listen a lot more because she already seemed very approachable. Um, so once it sort of got to about lunchtime, I rang my wife and said, this is really good. I want to do something with this for sure. I said, oh, I'll speak to you tonight and we'll, we'll go from there. So, um, yeah, but then we actually, I was actually given, um, or on the day, they sort of give out a training, at the, they still do it, but back then they used to give out a training package for the day to try and see how it impacts someone's life that they gave a training package to to um, inspire others I suppose and I happened to be uh, the one on the day so when I came home and told my wife we've been given a free training package uh, she said it's definitely a scam as if they'd give away training there's there's no way this is above board and so I said well, well hear, hear me out and I explained it all to her and uh, that the training came out and I started working my way through it and I thought the only way I'm going to get her on board is if I can bring her along to a couple of one or one or two of the one day events so I managed to get her to come along to one of the one day events and then uh, 
she said, yeah, okay, I see where you're coming from. I know uh, what I'm saying what, from looking outside probably looks that way, but now that I've actually seen it and see how it works, it's like, yeah, I'll see where, where this can go or what you could achieve. Totally, totally. That's, that, that's such an interesting story, you know, that, 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 that she would um, initially be like oh, sceptical of it. And then you come along. And, and for those of you who don't know as well, um, when we did the live events and Dipman would go around the country to each of the uh, major cities, that uh, there was an opportunity at that time to be able to win the program at the end of the day. You had to stay around till the end of the day. And, and uh, if I remember correctly, you had to fill out a feedback form and that feedback form it would be randomly chosen out of, of the bag. And uh, whoever was there, if they're in the room, they get awarded the uh, the ultimate program, which is what what you got, wasn't it? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, interesting. So you've so you've now wanted to buy the program, and now you've won it, and um, and then now finally after Camilla's come along, you kind of you're both a little bit more on the same on the same plane, aren't you? Yeah, that's correct. And then because um, we'd won the, the training program or was given it. It made me, uh, I didn't want to waste it. So I wanted to be grateful for obviously getting it. And at the time there was, I think his name might've been Brad. One of sort of the success, success stories at the time was sort of on stage and having a bit of a chat at the time. And um, I thought I'd like to be on stage one day and be able to explain my story of my success. They've given me this training program. I don't want to waste it. I'd like to, prove myself and thank them for for giving me the training or teaching me the knowledge that I sort of seeked or sourced in the beginning so I sort of set out from that mindset in the beginning so from day one I always wanted to um, be grateful or represent Isle of Real Estate and sort of uh, give back because they've given to me so much like the knowledge they've given me I would have paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for so sort of the avenue they've taken me down has changed our life dramatically so it was it was a good a good uh, good way to start the journey and that's that's such a lovely attitude to have as well um that real gratitude and appreciation and and, and wanting to put yourself out there I, i've got to say one of the things that uh, i found really um interesting is that many of the students such as such as yourself who's gotten up on stage and shared their story they've written into their peg in the sand or they've made a decision and they've sometimes they're up on on stage with dipna and they say hey dipna check out on my peg in the sand i said i wanted to speak and share my story on stage with dipna and here it is written in my in my peg in the sand journal from 18 months ago two years ago whatever so um yeah uh now gary there is one question here about um uh which city which was the city that you went along to for the um to see Dempner? Sydney so Sydney. at the time I think I couldn't attend the Sydney one like in the heart of Sydney had something on that day but I think I attended the following day it might have been or the following week it might have been at Parramatta I think it might have been but yeah. every other one since I've always gone into into Sydney yep okay cool so Sydney one there that's for yeah. Sprasa yep okay cool Awesome. Um, so now, what what did you do when you first started? I mean, obviously, you're getting into the training and so forth, and now you're, you're a little bit both on board. What, what was the first thing that you really got yourself into, into from the training side of things? So after looking at all the different strategies, I thought, oh, I could probably make a quick dollar out of doing the renovations and then probably want to go down the subdivision um, side of things and thought that I need a, uh, a little bit behind me to be able to do the subdivisions because there's obviously a, a capital portion and a, a lending portion needed. So I thought I need to make a little bit more capital before I could invest. So I sort of learned a little bit about that, but my main goal and focus from day one was to build the environment or our property, the right environment for our children to grow up in. So I wanted, I wanted the property and I wanted to build our dream home. So for me, the goal wasn't investing or developing straight off the bat. It was, I want this family home. I'll do whatever I have to do to get there. And that was my, my um, vessel or um, 
my means to get there, I suppose you'd say. So mm -hmm. um, at the time, I actually found a property. Uh, I got too eager and found a property straight away that I wanted. Um, and I went and had a look at it a couple of times without my wife. I didn't tell her. Went and had a look at this property a couple of times and walked it. And from the moment I stepped foot on it, I was like, this feels like mine. I could picture where the house would be, how the driveway would go. I could see it was already here. I walked the side a couple of times. Uh, <laughs> quite funny, the second time I went there, uh, I just thought there was a few cows and like, oh, that's nice walking in the paddock near these cows and then realised one of them was a bull that ch chased me all the, way, all the way to the corner of the property and I jumped the fence into the neighbour's house so the bull couldn't get me. But it was, <laughs> it was going to full buck me. But yeah, so I thought it was quite funny. But yeah, so I'd been to this site a few times without my wife. So one evening I said to Camilla, uh, you know how we'd been discussing purchasing a block of land or something similar and she said yeah yeah I said actually looked at looked at one a couple of times just to to see what it was like and she said well haven't you told me and I said well, I didn't want to get your hopes up and I didn't want you to want to commit to buying something if I didn't like it so I sort of would have a look first and she said where is it and I said oh it's only 10 minutes up the road and get in the car let's go <laughs> so we drove straight up here and had a look and then she said, all right, I love it. What do we need to do to buy it? Which I knew if I liked it, she would, because we we're both very similar. Um, so I wanted to make sure my heart was in it before I get her heart in it. I didn't want to get her heart set on it and then sort of break her heart or it doesn't work or it's not quite right. So yep. yeah. Uh, yeah, we ended up, um, some of the strategies we'd learned from I Love Real Estate, we incorporated in negotiating to buy this place. So we ended up releasing equity off our current home, um, which we didn't know how to do at the time or how it worked. So we released equity off our fam like a family home at the time to use for a deposit for this place. Um, they wanted 640 for the property at the time, which seems quite cheap now, but that was really expensive at the time. We negotiated them to 570 and they said 580, uh, 580 with a, um, three month settlement and we said we still wanted 570 so we said 580 with a six month settlement or 570 with a three month settlement so they agreed um we quickly sold out like listed our house and sold it and we came in within a couple of days of three month settlement so we ended up purchasing the, the site for 570. Um, nice that's that's it's a great discount just to start with yeah, so at the time, like I said, it was listed for 640, so it was a huge discount. Like, you obviously make money when you purchase a site. Um, <clears throat> so it gave us a good start straight off the bat. And through some of the learnings in I Love Real Estate, we'd already sort of used in purchasing our, our first step towards our dream home. Awesome. So yeah, that's sort of how we started on this journey. And then, um, we knew we'd sort of put everything we could into this place to purchase it. So at the time we sold our house for 470 and then purchased this for 570. So that gives you an indication. We'd spent a hundred thousand more to buy, to buy this vacant paddock. There was, there was no power, there was no water, there was no driveway. It was just trees and paddock. Um, so we sort of scraped together what we could. Uh, one of our parents helped us with a little bit of money to help put the driveway in. So we just put in a gravel driveway, mm -hmm. um, put in power, water, build a fire cycle for the sewer and then build a shed. And then once we'd, we'd built that, it gave us a stepping stone to release more equity again because we'd increased the worth of the property. Yep. And then once we'd re released the, the equity, it allowed us to, to move forward. So we were able to pay, pay the parents back and then um, move forward with, with our journey. So then we wanted a um, out to build our dream home, but to achieve that at the time, we could have only built something very modest where we had this dream and it was already pictured up here that um, how our dream home was going to be and how I wanted it for our children. So we, we built a house in the back half of the shed, like a full three bedroom, brand new house uh, and said that we'll demolish that when we finish but we built that to live in 
while we would go and invest moving forward to make enough funds to build our dream home. So it's so a, bit, yeah, a bit of a stepping stone kind of kind Yeah, of approach, so we sort of like it? secure the property and now move forward. So a lot of Dippner's training, she says, you don't waste all your money on your PPR, like you should use it for investing, but it's a sort of a flip side for us. Their main goal from day one was the only reason we're doing this is to get our dream home. And at the time, because we'd been burnt from our first investment property, Camilla wasn't so much keen on investing as such. So we just saw it as stepping stones to get our, our dream home uh, and situation set up for our children. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. And then the, the other thing that was, now I believe this was happening at the same time, were you like catching up with other members of the community? as well at this time? So we started, we, we started, so that's probably a little bit further down the track. So we started, uh, once we sort of got to that point with our house, mm -hmm. we started looking for sites um, and then, which we'll speak about the sites in a minute, but we ended up after starting a site and doing some developing, we did it when did another training course on development with Kevin Dudney and we met some friends up there. So we, um we actually met them in brisbane but they actually live about 25 minutes from our house at home <laughs> <laughs> so we met them at brisbane and then we ended up catching up at home once we got home and then we've been really good friends ever since and um some of them we see i still see once a week for we catch up for beers and chat about where things are at and property wise and what's happening in each other's lives and just we've become really close friends so it's the community um, sort of has has helped us along the way, but it's also created um, a strong support network with friends. And then after sort of meeting those friends, some of the other people that we met in that group, um, we all decided to start meeting. So we ended up starting to create a meeting that we would catch up once a month or once every six weeks. And it was a bit of a platform where you could sort of share your milestone successes, like, oh, I've done this or we've achieved this and this is where this site's up to and bounce ideas off or if you had a problem with this, how would you get over this issue? And we were all fairly new to the space, so it was a good platform to share and learn together. We're all from the I Love Real Estate community, so it's not like we'd created a different group. It was just we'd all been doing the same training and it was, wasn't somewhere to be... A, accountable as such but it it was without being demanding in some way I suppose you'd say so it was somewhere you report back on your success from the last month or six weeks and you wanted to have something to report back on so you sort of would keep pushing ahead to have something to discuss so it sort of held you accountable without being a strict guideline as such and it was kind of casual. You like you you were doing it for meals and having lunches and stuff like that too, wasn't it? So it was a bit of a a good a yeah. It was pretty much to catch up and yeah, it was pretty much a friend barbecue, and then um, we'd sort of have lunch and have a quick chat, and then we'd sit down and plug it into the the TV, and we would do like a um, bit of a PowerPoint presentation and sort of break it up into a couple of segments. Each party that was there would sort of do a quick update on where they're at with their deal, and then um, we'd even discuss sort of like a couple of hypotheticals and what would you do with this site and just to get some knowledge and a little bit of learning mm. while we're there yeah so it was a great it was a great platform to create friends within the industry and um have the support network or i've got this issue how would you overcome this or you're up to a certain stage in the development someone say i'll oh, be careful with this or um if you do this, when you do that process, it will make it a lot easier and different things like that. So it was good just to get little pointers and tips throughout the process. Mm -hmm. And the, the other thing that um, I just wanted to highlight, if you can um, maybe expand on it, is this, is this kind of came out of going to Kevin's event, wasn't it? Yeah, that's but, correct. But, yeah, so but was, that, was that easy for you to go there? Because you just purchased a place. You're kind of in the process of building up the equity, did, did you? How easy was it to get up to, to Kevin's place? Uh, at the time, like Dipna used to run a lot of her courses and she'd have Kevin, I'm not sure whether she still does a lot, but she'd have Kevin um, 
sort of up there on stage with her. So they do a lot of things together. So at the time I sort of got to know him through her and they both operate very similar. Uh, both got a great sense of humor, which sort of ticks the box for me straight off at that. And I knew I'd already had a development started and I was halfway through doing a subdivision and he at the time was running a subdivision course. Didn't they said anyone that's doing anything to do with subdivision, it'd be great for you to jump on board. So at the time it was quite difficult because we were doing a subdivision. I'd outlaid as much money as I could to purchase our PPR property, um, which when I say property, it's 18 acres. It's, it's not a small parcel of land. It's a kilometre long and I think it's 400 metres wide or something. It's a large parcel of land. Um, and with what little bit of equity we've released, we'd tie it up in this development. So it was a little bit slow at this point, juggling all the funds to make it all work. So at the time we couldn't really afford it, but I had a strong feeling I need to go just to get a bit more knowledge around the development, um, the development side of things to broaden my knowledge and obviously meet like-minded people that's purely in the development space where um, sort of dimming as events, it's a, it's a large, group of people in all different areas, which is great, but there's renovations to new builds, to subdivisions, to land subdivisions. So it was good to sort of target and get around the people uh, that are doing or trying to achieve exactly what I'm trying to achieve. Mm. Hmm. And that's that's where we met this group of friends that we now catch up with quite regularly. Awesome, awesome. All right, and then, um... So if we can get back to the next, obviously you're, you're in the middle, at this point in time, you're in the middle of your PPR deal, which is yep. there. You're living in the shed, which is now partially a three-bedroom house that's yep. there. And now you're doing another subdivision at the same time. Yes. So when we say, like, at the time, people would say, oh, you're living in a shed. And I was, oh, come and have a look. Like, you're, it's a three-bedroom home. You'd step in and you, it'd look like a brand-new home at, it was literally just in a shed, but on the inside, it was full gyprock painted, timber floors, carpets. So it was full brand new home. Yeah. But I'd built it myself to save on funds. And um, that was sort of used it as a stepping stone uh, to, to purchase the property somewhere for us to live while we did the development. Otherwise, we would be burning cash, renting a property while we're trying to own a property and do a development. Like it was just too many funds going out to too many places. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so we sort of used that as a stepping stone and then we did a, a renovation um, where we made 70000 It was a fairly new house, but we tied it up and did a renovation on it and allowed us to make a little bit of money as a stepping stone. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's where we went right straight to, I think we can just achieve a subdivision without funds. So then that's when we purchased a site where we're going to incorporate three strategies in one. So we bought it with an old house on it with all these sheds out the back. Um, we built a, a double car garage off the side of it. We knocked down all these trees and these concrete structures and drive uh, paths and brick walls they all had all through the garden area, real old sort of uh, style house with sandstone and that all through the front yard. Mm -hmm. Demolished all that. We rendered the house, painted it and did a renovation on the kitchen, painted all inside the house and, and landscaped it so it looked beautiful. And then we subdivided it into two. Uh, we demolished these sheds on the back half of the property, landscaped it, and then built a brand new four bedroom home on the back, the backside. So we sold it and made $260,000 profit after tax. So we sort of realized that this was the vessel for us and what we wanted to achieve or what we thought we could do with developing, we could achieve um, with this strategy developing. So we decided this is our space, we'll stay in developing because the renovation side was quite a lot of hard work with not much gain. Like you could do it in the right market, but for what we wanted to achieve, the development side ticked our boxes a little bit more. Mm, so sure. renovation was an easy strategy that would still make good money. Um, but now that we had a little bit behind us, if I could put it into developments, I could make more money. Um, 
without having to deal with the older houses and the renovation side of things. So some people really love the renovation side and I've really enjoyed doing a couple of renovations, but for me personally, I like the development side of things. So I, I sort of like uh, creating something new and something that wasn't there before and also get a little bit of a, a kick out of once a development's done, your name and your stamp is on the subdivision plans forever and a day to come. So every time someone will purchase that property in the future, 100 years after you're dead, uh, that they, your name and signature and stamp and everything's on the subdivision plans, which I think is pretty cool because it's like leaving your stamp on, on the world long mm. after you're gone. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, so for me, that was sort of another little bit of a, a kick that I liked out of the whole setup and thought, oh, this is pretty cool. Good, good. So then that kind of like levered you to a point to go out and do another deal, didn't it? Yeah, so once, pretty much as soon as that site finished, well, that pumped and had the right mindset that as soon as it finished, within the weeks afterwards that we are sorting out all the finances and tidying everything up to get ready to go again, we um, found a site. One of our um, friends came to us and said, what about this site? So we ended up um, doing a JV deal with this site. And... It was a, just a vacant property. We purchased it and ended up doing a three townhouse site. So we did uh, built, we got a DA approval for three townhouses, strata titled um, on a vacant property with an access road along the back of it with all garages along the back. So mm -hmm. we bought that and got straight into it. We built the house houses within six months. Um, so once by the time we got the approvals, built the house houses, and then got the um, development approvals and the subdivision finalised, it took about twelve month period. We sold those. Um, we spoke at a super conference where we sort of had the sales going through at the time. Uh, it was almost across the line, but the person that committed to buy them actually pulled out, so it was a little bit of a uncertainty at the time and it caused us a little bit of heartache at the time because we had works going on at our house that we we're trying to juggle money with and long story short we ended up um, reselling them to someone else at a higher value anyway so we ended up selling them to three different uh, people and ended up getting more um, more of a profit than what we would have if we sold all three to the one person anyway so we ended up uh, making just over 300,000 for that site. I think it was 300 or 350,000 profit on that site. So we'd sort of achieved what we wanted to again. So we'd sort of reinforce that, yeah, this is, this is the strategy that we wanted to achieve. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So um, turn a situation where you, the sale falls through, but then you've, you obviously on sell and, uh, and, and make a bit of extra profit along the way too. Yeah, where yeah. the average person, they would think, oh, well, that sale's falling through, they'll get a new sale. But for us at the time, we were leveraged quite hard to complete the development. So for us, all the mortgage repayments, there's no tenants renting them. Um, we had our large property. We'd had all this money invested in the development. There was funds, money going out everywhere. It was like, we're bleeding money. We need to get some money back in quick. So... For us, it was a bit of a hurdle that we sort of had to get over, but we, we ended up getting it sorted and moved forward. Mm. Excellent. So, so what happened after then? What was the next thing? So, yeah, because of that, that time, it was for the average person just developing, it probably wouldn't be so hard. But for us, it was because I was trying to hold this large property while still being able to develop. So I had myself spread very thin. I knew I could achieve it, but I have to balance it just right. So, um, yeah, as soon as we finished that, it allowed enough funds to build our family home. So the, the profit that we'd made from that project, the previous projects um, and equity we had released off our property, we refinanced everything and rejuggled our loans and released a little bit more equity. And the funds that we'd, we'd made from the other sites uh, we built our family home. So my wife and I sat down and designed 
uh, custom house. So I always had in mind, I would build a house with a big shape of an X. So it would have four wings to the house because it's on a large property and got good view, it has good views. All, there's lots of windows, so you can sort of see it from each wing of the house um, to, to show the property. So we sort of sat down, designed our home, and then the contacts we've made through developing, we were able to use our builder and contractors and stuff like that to build the house at a margin of the cost as it would to build through a standard builder. So we ended up, designing and building this house is 450 square meters. We built a, a Hampton style uh, house. So it's full traditional. We've got granite stone up one third of the house on the outside. And then we double framed the house out level with the stone and then cladded the top half with all the traditional sills. And um, we've got all the wainscoting down the main hall. And, uh, Hiding boards and that in the in the main area, so we we went all out uh, to build our dream house, and we're able to achieve this by paying paying for it with cash from the developments that we've done and equity that we've released. So it was good. It was good to sort of tick that box. Like it's all, our dream is starting to become a reality. We we worked hard for this, and now it's starting to pay off. Mm. And at the time, I used to get a lot of. Um, little digs or people have little shots at me about when you're going to build a house for your wife because we were living in the shed at the time and it was I knew and I had the, the deep understanding I know I'm going to achieve it I'm not going to be pulled aside by other people's doubts or negativity um, but they couldn't see the dream I had in mind once the house started going up people would say, wow, how, how are you achieving this? Like, it really, it was a good milestone for me to prove to the, all the negative people that well, I'm doing what I say, said I'm going to do and we're going to achieve our goals. That was, was a really good step for us. So by completing that development, it allowed us to build our family home and our family home that we have now, if you're to pay a builder to build it, probably be like a 1.1 million dollar bill just for the house um where it would probably cost us around six or seven hundred thousand mm. and and how is it sitting from a from an uplift point of view obviously it's worth a whole lot more than the than the the, the five cent of any that you paid and obviously yes. the, the money that you've spent on it so, you... so because because uh it went we sort of knew it would be a like a ppr deal it's it's gone from being just a paddock to now having a, a nice driveway, a nice entrance into the property. Now it's got power, water, sewer. Uh, we ended up building another shed. So we've got two big um, barn sheds on the property. Um, each of those are like 200 square meters, the sheds. Um, and now we've got this, this, our dream home built on the, on the property. So at the time the house was finished, this, the house was valued um about two million dollars i think it was so the at, at, at that time so the we'd created a, a massive uplift we'd, we'd save some on the build mm -hmm. but obviously created that huge uplift um in in building the site it might have might have even been closer to 2.2 from memory at the time so I was just trying to think about timing and when that fell when the house was finished and stuff like that so good, probably around about eight, eight or nine hundred thousand dollar uplift. Yeah, at the, at the time, I think it was eight hundred or eight hundred fifty thousand dollars profit from the time the house was finished. And and for for myself, I felt like I'd achieved something. I ticked a box because we had family members give me a hard time and say, "When are you going to build a house?" Or Camilla's grandfather used to. Um, make little digs at me and say, when are you going to build my granddaughter a house? And say, it's coming, it's coming. Yeah. I try not to be rude and bite my tongue. And, but I knew I had the dream up here. It was just a matter of finishing it. Wow. wow. It was, for me, it was great uh, to achieve. And then since then, I've heard her grandfather say to other people, um, yeah, I can't believe what he's built. He's achieved more than I ever did in my life. Oh man, awesome. That's good to hear that because when you hear the negative side and you think, 
come on, like, can't you see what I'm trying to achieve? But that's what you don't understand. Like people don't see your dreams the way you see them. Mm. So then to see it actually come to life and then someone say, oh, look at what he's achieved. It's, it's sort of a good bit of reinforcement to show you've, you've said or done what you said what you're going to achieve. So yeah, for me, it was a good, a good milestone. Fantastic, man. I know. And then that's, and, and right at the beginning, this is what you said. What was your original goal? It was the dream, the dream lifestyle, the, that, that home. It was just having, having that dream home that you would always um, set yeah. out to achieve. So, so it, it, even though like we built a dream home, it, it's still a large property. So it's got a lot of areas that still need to be landscaped or manicured or different things like that. So Throughout the deals, every time we've sort of done it, like completed a deal, we've improved the property in some value. So at the moment, we've just finished um, cleaning out and re-landscaping uh, a dam that's in our front property. So where you pull in the property, you drive down the driveway past the dam and then it curls around up to the, the house. Because, it, because before we bought it, it was just a, a paddock the dam never held water so it was a real swamp ugly looking um area it just had weeds and um little saplings and trees growing it never looked nice so we've just recently had a machine in there and cleaned the whole area out put a dam liner in it and we're in the process of building a big wharf uh, on the water uh, and it's a smaller version of the house so it's it's got all the white gutters and eaves and the grey roof. So it's all that Hampton sort of look with the white handrails. And the dam itself is just shy of half an acre. So the it's it's in the process of filling up just from this rain in the last few weeks. So yep. it's almost finished. Yep. But um, we've had a few people come over the last couple of days and they're like, wow, what are you building there? So it's, it's another sort of tip. I had that from the moment I saw the property, I wanted to do something with that dam. And now it's good because it complements the house, but it's also um, another tick on our, on our dream of what we're trying to achieve. That awesome. Awesome, mm. eh? Yeah, yeah. And then from obviously kind of achieving that is just, it, it, it's, a, it's a massive milestone for you to achieve that. And that's, and that's going to be a bit of an ongoing kind of process, isn't it? Yeah. To expand on what you're doing there. Yeah, so this, like I've got a lot of plans for this place and I haven't haven't achieved half of them as yet. Um, but you've, so. you've knocked a few off. I mean, like, you know, you've got the house done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I should say, I don't, I don't know what other dreams you've got. Maybe we should. <laughs> we can have so, another interview a little bit later on and find out if you like. So for me, the um, juggling a few of the deals at once... Uh, and their house and all so much going on at so much at the same time sort of wired me a little bit different to be able to fit a lot more in at one time or juggle a lot more tasks at one time and not be as stressed so it's allowed me to function at a lot higher rate than what I would have previously so now I always find there's not just one thing happening in our life of Got multiple developments happening. I've got work happening here at home. We're securing new investors. We're finding new deals. Like there's just things going on everywhere. So mm. we're trying fit as much as I can into the day, I suppose you'd say. But um, through going through this this path, it's definitely changed who I am for the better, um, and allowed us to achieve our dreams for our friends and family. Mm-hmm. So uh, then you've actually kind of leave it off and got into another site too that's kind of in the process of- yes so once once we finished our family home because we had to pour so much time and money into it it was sort of like its own project um it it sort of happened as we were finishing the three townhouse sites so once one of those sold we started on our house and then once the other two sold we finished the house sort of thing as the funds all so it sort of happened all at once so it wasn't that project was sort of finishing as this was building. So the house was probably half built by the time they all sold. Um, so we, when we finished, we refinanced our home loan, rejuggled some funds because we had a few different loans around from the different investments and building a house um, and all different things like that. So we 
sort of consolidated the loans and released a little bit of equity to move forward. But at the time it was a little bit hard because we, um, we had put a lot of our funds back into the house. So we knew by doing that, it would make it a little bit hard to do the next investment again, but uh, it allowed us to achieve our family home. So we sort of juggled it in a way that we could still do another project, but a little bit, a little bit tricky straight off the bat. And through going through this process, once we achieved our dream home and realized how much of an impact it had on others and they were shocked at what we'd achieved, I said to Camilla, moving forward, our lifestyle is only going to get better. I've sort of, I feel a little bit selfish if we just continue to go down this road and we didn't help our family and friends because it will get to a point where they can't go to the same holidays, they can't have the same parties, they can't buy the same cars and it starts to create that rift or they can't live the same lifestyle. So for us, um, I decided I'd create a business, Clear Skies Ahead, which I wanted to help our family and friends achieve the same goal, but they're not interested in doing developing. So I could bring family and friends in on developments. So I thought we can continue moving forward and bring a family member or a friend or someone in on a development every time we do a development just to help people out. So by doing this, I knew our families and friends worth would improve around us as well as us. So we'd have sort of, I think Tim says like the, the ripple in the pond effect. Mm -hmm. You drop a rock in the pool and the ripple affects everyone around you. So decided to go down that avenue um, and, and create a joint venture. So we, we decided to do a joint venture with a couple of friends uh, or a friend and a family member to begin with. And we did um, another site where we did some townhouses. Um, it's almost completed now. So they're close to completion. Um, or when I say close to completion, frames are up, uh, windows are in, the bricks are going up this week. So it should be only a, sort of a couple of months away from finishing. Our builder really prioritizes our, our builds. We've got a strong relationship with him. So the build will happen quite quickly. Um, but that project itself was due to return um, about $400,000 or $450,000 worth of profit. And at the moment, uh, it looks, we've, we've secured one sale and the second sale's going through as we speak and then projecting the sales figures for the third sale, that site should make, we, we projected 450, it should make 900 or just over $900,000 profit for that one site. Wow. Which is great because it's it's helping our family and friends. So we, we obviously benefit from the project the same because we're in the development as well, but it's, it's starting to be able to share our dream with others and show them that their lifestyle can be improved, which can help with private schooling, medical health, anything that you want, it, it improve your lifestyle overall. So it just starts to make every aspect of your life easier. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that, that site's um, due to be completed early in the new year. Um, yeah, and it, it, will, it will make about $900,000, $950,000 profit. Awesome. So once, once we had that one underway, um, we thought, oh, well, we can, we can still do another one. So we set up another site into another joint venture um, with another um, family member and friends and purchased two blocks of land uh, beside each other, negotiated the sale of vacant properties, got a DA approval on there for six townhouses um, and it's been approved. We've just gained the pre-sales for four of them and the um, finance is just about to go through for the construction loans. So we'll start um, the, that construction on that site early in the new year. So the timing of it should work out pretty well. By the time we get our other sites um, to lock up where the other contractors are sort of finishing off the minor task, we can start our, over on the, the six townhouse site 
which which will be able to sort of jump from one to the other, which should work out pretty well. So that site itself, we've, we've already sold four of them, like we said. Um, projecting what the sales will be for the last two, we decided we'd hold two closer towards the end of the development to pick up a little bit more of the capital growth. That site will return um, about six hundred and fifty to seven hundred thousand dollars profit. It's probably going to be closer to the seven hundred thousand dollars profit on that site on completion. So we've, because we're able to do a little bit larger sites now, we're able to pick up a little bit more profit. There's a large larger sums required, but we're able to pick up a, a larger profit at the end, which is great because it's it allows us to share the profit with family and friends that we've involved. So now uh, there's other family members and friends that are wanting to get involved. So now um, I've been starting to take on investors uh, and have meetings with new potential investors to bring them involved and bring them on board um, to, to come in on our project. So yeah, it's, it's sort of opened up a door um, and because we've completed a couple of projects now, it's created the trust within our family and friends and they can see uh, they're doing what they said they would do and actually achieving their goals and they can see it unfolding. So they want to be a part of it. So my vision for my family and friends, they're starting to see now and want to be a part of it. So it's, it's good to see it all starting to come together. Fantastic, man. Um Gary, you, that, it's, it's, it's phenomenal, the change. I mean, you know, to, to think, when, when did you initially first win that course with Dintner? <laughs> when, when you're up on stage, when, when, when actually was that? What, what are we talking, looking at timeframe-wise? I think it was 2015. Okay, six years. Six around, years. Around, around six years, yeah? Yeah. So six years, first of, first of all, you started off, you're kind of like, you know, apprehensive about things. You'd lost, you'd lost you know, money on your first property deal. And now you're in a situation where you're doing multi-billion dollar deals, profits, helping out others in the same process. You've and built, and, you've, and we've created our dream home. You've built your own dream house. Um, you've said exactly, you know, you've set out what you exactly wanted to do and you've achieved that and you're still in the process of doing that. Mate, phenomenal turnaround. Um, from, from the time we decided to, to build our house, I had in mind, I wanted my own office. So I'll have a library in the center two offices off either side uh, for the business. So I'll have meetings in the in the library area. So there'll be bookshelves down either side, meeting table in the middle. Yep. We'll have meetings in the library area and then have the offices either side for the business um, for doing real estate because I knew it was starting to take off and that was my dream to do. Uh, and here I am today, I'm talking to you from one of those offices. <laughs> awesome. Oh man, awesome, awesome. Hey, now quickly, we've got a few questions here. Um, uh, Saras was saying, what year was that? And I'm not too sure that was one of the deals earlier on, but I think we've kind of covered that with timeframes. Um, she also wanted to know, uh, how many people did the JV with the three townhouses? Uh, so one of them, I did three with us involved in one of them. Uh, another one I've done with three involved with us just managing the project and not investing in it, but just purely the developer. Mm -hmm. um, the six we're doing at the moment, we've got three in, uh, we've got three involved, we're one of them, and there's actually a solemn investor coming on board for some of the funds. Um, and yeah, so we, we try and get involved in as many as we can because it does create assurance or reassurance for the investor that we believe it's going to work because our funds are invested in it as well. Totally, so, yeah. So we try and set it up um, within the business to have it our funds in the project or we don't take a profit until the end. So it shows we believe the project's going to return a profit. Otherwise, we wouldn't, we wouldn't do it. Absolutely. And um, uh, Sarasa was asking about uh, uh, whereabouts are they located? They're in the, the, the Sydney region. Don't want to give away yeah, suburbs. So we won't say suburbs, but it's in the South Sydney area. So yeah. um, you, you, obviously you, there's, there's markets uh, or pockets in markets you can do in any area. It's just a matter of finding the right strategy for the right area. 
the strategy we've got now, I could do in North Sydney, I could do in Melbourne, it doesn't really matter where. You just, as Dimpner says, you need to become a professional in your area and know, or an expert of the area and know what you're targeting, what, you, what your costs are and what, what you need to pick your site up for and, and make the scenario or the feasibility work. Fantastic. Awesome. Uh, and then in regards to your training, when you won the program, were you, you, you probably would have given the ultimate and the quantum program. Uh, it was just the ultimate. Uh, just ultimate. the ultimate, just the ultimate, and have you and you've done the other the other course with Kevin? Is that right? Yes, yes that's um, correct. There's a question here from Helena, and she's asking, uh, did you do, also do platinum? No, I never did platinum. Um, I would like, like, I would be interested to do it just to meet and hear other people's point of views and um, learn some of their lessons throughout the the process. For me, I wanted to like a platinum, they help you along the way. For me, I, I wanted to learn the lessons myself so they really hit home uh, throughout the process. And because I've leveraged myself at the time to move forward, we didn't have extra funds to, to pay for too many courses or the support. So for us at the time, that's sort of the, the option we went. So yeah, all my training has been through Ultimate. Yeah. Um, there is... There is a lot of the courses in the quantum that I would like to do at some point, but at this point I haven't needed to, um, but would see a, a great benefit from them. Awesome. And one thing I wanted to kind of just clarify as well, um, we're talking about kind of how you approach things now as a developer, because often you run into situations and it's like, oh, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you overcome a problem or an issue when it comes up? Can you describe um, a little bit about how you being in where you're at and how you solve problems? So pretty much I've learned from the first deal that I did, uh, any development has problems and almost every development has some problem that you're going to uh, come across. So I go into a, a development and my builder's the same. We're going to the development knowing there's going to be a problem or an issue throughout this development whatever it is, it won't worry us, we'll get over it. Whatever we need to do or figure out, we'll find the solution and move forward. So because we've got that mindset going into the project, uh, it's not a shock when something does happen or something does come up, we just figure out this, the best solution moving forward and then, and then move past it. So we've had um, issues with private, like supplying private finance that was going to be too costly and had to change finance at last minute. We've had issues with project, we've had issues with sales. There's a different, there's a different issue or um, hurdle that you need to jump in every project, but being a developer, you, you need to be a problem solver. So if you go into the site or the project knowing there's going to be a problem and you're going to uh, solve the issue, then you'll be fine. Awesome, awesome. So, um... So how have you how have you ended up? Obviously, you started, and you know you you only had like a little bit of equity like six years ago. How are you positioned? Because I know that I I, I haven't done the sums, but it's it's certainly over a million dollars in equity that you've gained. Is it? Do you we, have a round figure at all, or is it? We are multi-millionaires now. Um, we don't tell many people because it offends a lot of people when you talk about funds or work, but. Um, our family home now, we just had someone valuing it today, actually, and it's looking like it should be worth about $3 million. Um, and our Camilla and Myers worth, yeah, is, uh, it, it would be a couple of, it'd be between two and two and a half million dollars, probably two and a half million dollars at this point. Um, haven't sat down and done the exact figures, but yeah, be close to the two and a half million dollar mark. Well, yeah, I've got to say, man, that that gift that Dipna gave you and your desire to actually go, you know what, I'm going to do my best to kind of like treat this well, you, you've certainly done that. Yeah. And more and way more, man. That is. How is your life different now? So it's helped me juggle multiple projects at one time. So it's allowed me to handle more than one task at a time, which has been good. It can be stressful at times 
with too much on my plate, but we've been able to get around with that. My wife's been very supportive, so she's helps out whenever we can with any of the developments or juggling the children or different things that we need to do to get to get things across the line or um, things like that. Last last minute runs to surveyors and all sorts of different things that you get across the across the project like across the project. But yeah, it's it's completely changed our life. So now we've got money to send our kids to private schools. Um, one of our children's got a couple of issues, so medical costs and appointments and things like that. It's it's not an issue. It costs a lot of money, but it's when you're making money, it's fine. Um, it just gives us options, and I really, really enjoy being able to help our family and friends. Uh, for us, I, I really enjoy seeing that we're helping our family and friends get a, get ahead, uh, and seeing their excitement that they get from the projects that we're doing for them. Because I remember when I was in that point, and as you sort of go along, it fades off a little bit. Like it's still great, but it's good to see their excitement for the first time. Um, and what we're helping them achieve because they've got dreams the same as I do. Um, but most people would sort of disregard their dreams as well, where I can see what their dreams are and know that they can achieve them and I'd like to help you. So for that side of things, um, yeah, it's it's good to be able to to help people with their dreams and move forward like that. Awesome, awesome. Um, Gary, just one, one last thing. Um, what advice would you give to someone who's starting out on their journey here in, in the island of real estate community? What would, you, what would you say to them? Well, when I started, I heard a couple of success stories and thought it's not, I don't, I don't believe it's achievable that quickly or they must have had some sort of jump start or help to get that far ahead that quickly or like you sort of look at it thinking it's such a large task or huge step. How did they achieve that so quickly? But the first, the first thing or the most important thing I would say is just take the first step. So once you take the first step, then the next one, don't focus on the big goal, just focus on what you need to do tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And keep pushing ahead. Before you know it, once you start getting some funds, it starts to snowball. And before you know it, it snowballs quite quickly. So we went from struggling to do the first renovation to um, we're selling 11, 11 townhouses this financial year already. Um, so it, it can snowball quite quickly and turn around your life dramatically. So it's, it's definitely um, worth spending the time to sit down and, and have a good think about it and figure out what you want to do with your life. Awesome, awesome, Gary. I, I think I've done. I think I've done. Look, thank thank you so much. Um, really appreciate you taking the time out to share your story. Um, there's been some comments coming through as well. Congratulations from uh, Sarasa and um, and Carter. It was also congratulations on your persistence. Um, so thank you so much for sharing. And man, well done, well done on on you know setting out and achieving what you chose to do with your dream home, building that and achieving that. And then also really taking the onus of wanting to do the right thing by Dimpner and the gift and making sure that you were making it worth it and doing your best with it. You've turned things around and you've benefited others. And now, now you're giving others back as well. So um, Yeah. Well, that's, that's sort of why I enjoy doing like an interview and things like this. Uh, we've done the one on stage before at Super Conference, but um, I get enjoyment out of giving back because um, they've sort of believed in us at the start and through us giving our support back, it might help someone that was in my, in my shoes 10 years ago and or whatever it is, six, six or seven years ago um, to, to start their journey to achieve the same, the same goal. Fantastic. Uh, look, there's just two two little quick questions here. One is from Sarasa, what is a silent investor? Um, so we've, we've brought investors into projects that pretty much um, they'll contribute some funds and some borrowing capacity to complete a project. And we would 
handle the development from start to finish. So we, we find the site, we manage the site, we handle the solicitors, we handle the development, handle the sales from start to finish. So our investors come on board, when I say as a silent investor, they just come on board to, with the funds and the borrowing capacity. And then we, we can complete the, the process from start to finish. So for them, they come along on the journey, they learn the development and how it all works and we help them achieve their goals, but they don't have to do any of the developing as such. So some people call it a, an armchair investor or an armchair developer. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Probably, probably the easiest way to explain it. Absolutely. And Helena was asking, are you still working a job <laughs> or is this your job now? So uh, I work as a mechanical engineer. I have been working up until now, but I'm actually on long service leave. So um, at this point, we're sort of juggling up when's the right period to leave, but or when's the right time to leave. But I have been juggling both jobs at the moment, but it's getting uh, quite difficult to still go to work and be a de full-time developer. So at this stage, I'm still doing both, but it most likely won't be for long. It's probably all I can say at this time. I have That's no fine. comment. I have no comment at this time. <laughs> <laughs> if well, my good, boss good. is listening to this, I have no comment at this time. <laughs> Gary, awesome, awesome. Uh, look, we're all done here, I think. Thank you so much. Um, we'll leave it there. We've gone a little bit over the hour. So um, thank you, everyone, for joining in uh, during the, the lunch break here. Uh, I know you've clearly got a, um, a huge amount of inspiration and insight into uh, Gary and his what he's been able to achieve in, I mean, you, you think of six years. I mean, Dipna says, you know, what can you achieve in the next two to five years? And this is just one year outside of that. And it, it's, it really is phenomenal. So um thank you so much well done awesomely well done um we'll, we will leave it there and uh for any of those wondering as well um if you haven't already put your success story in you've got until this afternoon to be able to put it in for this year's super conference so gary and camilla they were up on stage a couple of years ago there's only just until today so if you haven't already uh, it'd be great to share your story because i know that um that also helps this community as well um we'll leave that there Thank you everyone for joining on Facebook and on, um, on Zoom here. Uh, have a fantastic Friday and uh, evening. Uh, and Gary, enjoy. Hope oh, you enjoy your, your, your long service leave and um, whenever yeah, well, you make you, the decision you. to change. Yeah, thank you for today. If you need me up on stage at Super Conference, let me know. <laughs> no problems, we might do that. Yeah. <laughs> Say hi to Camilla and, 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 and awesomely done. Awesomely Beautiful. Done. Thank you, mate. Thank you for your time. Okay, we'll end off there. See everyone now. Enjoy the rest of the day. Cheers now. Bye.